Welcome to the Listings Lab podcast with Jessla Nouvelle, founder of the Listings Lab and best-selling author of More Money, Less Hustle, becoming the seven-figure real estate agent. Are you ready to learn how to scale your real estate business from six to seven figures and create unlimited scalability and financial freedom in the process? It's time to take back your life and avoid the oh-so-common realtor burnout. Learn techniques and strategies to help you build relationships at scale and create a business full of clients you love with systems that give you the freedom to live your life. It's time to put aside the old school tactics and embrace a new way of business where you can have predictability in everything that you do. Let's get into it. So those agents that are doing 100 deals plus, there are some unconscious and some conscious things that happen on a regular basis with their content. I think sometimes what ends up happening with most agents or most people in general when we're creating content online is that it's just kind of a box to tick on a list of things that we need to do today. And so when that happens, the, the quality of what we're putting out there can sometimes be great and then sometimes not be so great because it feels like a little bit of an afterthought. So what I really want to make sure that we're that we're taking into consideration as we create better content. One of the really, really important things is kind of understanding what value means to your ideal client or your ideal customer. I pissed some people off yesterday, as I tend to do. I put something on my personal profile on Facebook that said something along the lines of, please no rates held posts today. And I said, you know, you know, let's try to offer some value and not just because we're not the news. And some people were like, yeah, like I'm so sick of this, you know, crappy posting from agents. And then there were a couple people who really didn't like it. And I think that there's this element here of do we even really understand what value is? And then also looking at yeah, well, you know, I posted it and it got a whole bunch of likes and comments. Well, a lot of those likes and comments are from other agents, let's be honest, right? Engagement is engagement is not the determining factor, especially if you're running a business, of what success looks like online. And so a lot of what I want to talk about today is the lack, like the, the copying element of what a lot of agents are doing online. and the kind of lack of intentionality and really understanding what value really means. Because what value means to one niche is very different or niche is very different than what value means to another subset of people. So, you know, if you've ever heard, been to any of my trainings, you know that like I am always telling people that if you don't have a target audience for your, for your content and for your marketing, it's not going to work. And so, you know, you can you can look at what someone else is doing and you can look at what what's working for them and try to copy them, but you're not them. So there's an element of like radical uncensorship that is actually a really, really important part of this. So when we're talking about audience growth and we're talking about, you know, finding success in marketing online, there's this element of it that's really, really important to keep in mind. And that most agents are treating their cold leads like hot leads. And the journey 
from a cold lead to a warm lead to a hot lead is one of the most important journeys, is, is in marketing the most important journey that you can take somebody on. And most agents are only talking to the top 3% of people who are actually ready to go and ready to buy now. And I think I said this last week, but this is so, so important. If you are only talking to the people who are ready to go and ready to buy right now, the analogy that I like to use here is that it's like going on a dating website for married people. Because that top 3% of people who are actually ready to go right now, the chance that they already have an agent is very high. And so when you're only speaking to the, to the low-hanging fruit, not only are they going to be the worst quality clients that you can possibly get, but they're also most likely going to be the least loyal and they're most likely already engaged with an agent. And so then we make this overarching determination that online leads are crap. But it's because you're not actually like you're not talking to people early on enough in the journey and moving them through the journey of, you know, stranger to client or cold to warm to hot. Does that make sense? The key part of this is that I'm going to I'm, I'm actually going to pull something up and I'm going to I'm ho I'm going to hope that this this makes more sense, because when we look at like a cold to warm to hot matrix, right? The goal here with cold leads is to grow, to get gain attention. Warm leads are to nurture and hot leads are to convert. So when we're looking at cues and we're looking at content style, we're looking at all of this, you're posting different content and you're posting different kinds of emotional stories. The whole process is completely different. So every single day, whether it's on stories, whether it's in content, no matter what it is, you have to post for all three. You have to create content on a regular basis for all three. Most people are only posting hot, hot lead content, which is call me for all of your real estate needs. Or, you know, I can help you buy, sell, rent and invest from here to Timbuktu. And it's it's very low value and you haven't done any of the work to get that person from cold to hot. And then you just make the assumption that social media doesn't work. So when you think about the growth of any human relationship, you don't walk up to someone on the street and say, hey, I think you're attractive. Do you want to get married? You have to think of marketing the same way. When you walk up to someone on the street, you introduce yourself. You make a first impression. You start having a conversation. You also don't go head first, sidelong with your biggest regrets of your life and the super vulnerable stuff. So when we're talking about this, we really have to think about how we're actually growing this relationship. And you can't be in such a rush. because. The really good stuff is going to take time to compound. So, you know, top of mind awareness means you have to be known for a specific thing. And be, you can't just be known as the local agent. And I know that that's what everybody wants to be known as, but like that's not actually being known as anything. You have to be known for something in particular. And I'm going to walk you through like kind of what this should actually look like. But all of this kind of comes down to 
the unconscious and conscious cues or being able to attract and repel using conscious and unconscious things. So, you know, visibility. I'm going to start with visibility. There's a lot of fear and a lot of mindset that keeps people from actually being like really visible online. And I think that a lot of us, you know, we're one way with like our friends and family. And then you put a camera in front of you and you turn into like some strange robotic version of yourself. And when that happens, what's actually happening is you're not going to connect with the people that you want to connect with. Right. Imagine if I had been like, oh, I have this training at 11 o'clock. I'm going to go and be like, turn myself physically into something that's like completely different than what I normally am. I'm going to do my hair. I'm going to put on like a full face of makeup and a ball gown because I have to show up on video. Well, that's not actually who I am. And so one of the most important things that you can do is just literally show up as you are. Whatever that looks like in whatever, it, you know, in whatever environment is your real environment. So when we're talking about actually becoming what we, what I call radical uncensorship, is it's an ele- it's like an it's like a it's like an exercise in which to unblock you and a lot of the block comes from self censorship which is always linked to self preservation right so the question that i really like to ask people is where are you contorting yourself to fit into a box and in real estate, there is this very stereotypical like real estate box. And absolutely none of us actually fit into it. There's not one person who actually fits into it in terms of like at, in, in, in any way, shape or form. And I tell this story all the time. I have this this she's not really a friend anymore, but like this person I knew in high school. She was the most vivacious human being. Like to the point where like she walked into a room and like it doesn't matter what was going on in the room. She was magnetic. I remember being in an assembly once and it was like a teacher free assembly that happened like once a year. And she like got on the mic and did a full rendition of some hilarious song. Like she was personality. And then she got a real estate license. And her profile picture changed into her with like wearing like a blue suit, like a very stiff photo of herself. And she started putting out these like weird pieces of content that had like branding on the bottom of it. And it was like she became not herself. And the thing that would have made her, she, she's not in the business anymore. She didn't quote unquote make it. And the thing is, is that if she hadn't contorted herself to fit into the real estate box, she would have done really well. Because she was literally personality personified. So, you know, where are you contorting yourself is a question that I would ask yourself. The other thing, too, is if you're not 100% clear on your values and your message and like what you're going to put out into the world. What's a nice way of saying this? You'll become a puppet and not a thought leader. And if you want to become a thought leader, you have to actually lead. And you have to be able to say the things that other people aren't saying. And if you're trying not to piss anybody off, 
you will be vanilla and you won't actually stand out because part of audience growth and part of success online is polarity. Nobody likes everyone unless someone is truly not being themselves. So, you know, an example of this, right? An example of like self-censorship is like being afraid to like sing in the car in front of people. But when you're alone, you'll sing in the car. It's kind of like that, but on a more public scale online. So the idea from this is like, there's a, there's a quote, I have no idea where it's from, but it says that one thing I can't teach is taste. And when it comes to creating, the people with the worst taste are perfectionists. And I love that quote so much because perfectionism is, I mean, we've all heard the cliches. Perfectionism is ultimately the most boring thing that you can watch. Watching something that's perfect is, is boring. What people want is they want different and they want fun and they want entertaining, but mostly they want that like emotional connection. So the, the first thing that, we, that you need to think about is like, what's the first impression when someone lands on your profile? What kind of a first impression are you making? And you only can do this once. You can only have one first impression. And there's something called anchoring bias, which is in psychology is the fact that we always revert back to our first impression. And I think that we, we all have an example of this where you can think about someone who like you didn't have a great first impression of them. And it took a really long time for that first impression to shift. And so it's this, it, exactly the same thing happens online. And so if your first impression isn't really, really good and people aren't like loving that first impression, you're going to struggle because people are goldfish, especially online. Like they'll land on your profile. You've got three seconds for someone to decide whether they're staying and whether they're going. And so if you're not making a really, really strong first impression, you're going to lose them. So vagueness, underwhelm, those are things that will cause people to bounce very, very quickly. So I want you to think about your profiles as an actual physical store. Would you stop and look in the window and ultimately go inside? Or... If you came across your profile as a physical store, would you just kind of walk by? Is, it, is there something in there or is there enough to grab people's attention? And for most people, 99% of profiles, people would walk by. So first impressions, we can break this down into nonverbal cues. So this is going to be things like physical, facial expression, posture, eye contact, things like that. Now, this has nothing to do with attractiveness. Okay, so, so when we're talking, it, it's vocal tone. Things like that that make people either with you or not. So vocal tone, your voice, as an example, it reveals stuff that your like, words can't. Are you confident? Are you enjoying what you're talking about? Are you passionate about what you're talking about? Yeah, your Facebook banner is incredibly important, Courtney. It's, it's the largest piece of real estate that you have on your profile. And most people's, if you haven't been through my like setting up your profile training, I 100% suggest that you go through it. But a lot of the time what happens when I give that training to people is that they copy because I use an example of 
something and I use some like a, a, an example of someone's profile and then what they do is they go and they copy that profile. And that's the opposite of what I'm trying to get you to do. I'm trying to get you to be your own self and be magnetic on your own in your own way on your own terms so that you can attract your people and not just again try to copy. So, yeah, so static picture, yeah, there's going to be static stuff on your profile for sure, but even in your images, is there movement in your image? Like, is there, like, are you just standing there stiff? Are they all headshots? Nobody wants to look at a profile full of headshots. People want to look at something that's fun and has movement and has color and, you know, is exciting. So there's also this element of when someone enters your online space, are you being powerful enough to alter their mood? Because that's what actually creates magnetism. Now, this is stuff that I don't talk about that much because I think that it's a little bit more advanced because everybody just wants to know what the nine types of content are that I teach. But the nine types of content don't perform if you're being a robot, you know? And what I used to say, which some people thought was funny and some people didn't like, is that if you have the personality of potato, doesn't matter how much strategy I give you, it's not going to work because nobody is attracted to it. And so a lot of this is like really making sure that, that people feel clear, they feel excited, they feel, they feel connection. So the, the things that we want to experience is awe, shock, wonder, delight. Are people feeling awe, shock, wonder, or delight when they find your profile? Probably not. And so your, your, your initial first impression maybe is missing the mark. And therefore, it doesn't matter how good the rest of your content is, you're not grabbing them. So if you're not grabbing them from the, from the get-go, you don't even have the opportunity to really deepen that relationship. So then when we talk about kind of gaining and losing trust, there's ways to gain and lose trust. Now, authority, the word authority. Traditionally, authority means power over. That's not how we're using it here. Authority here is positioning you as an expert. And an expert is only an expert if they've gained respect. You can't, keep, you can't say that you're an expert and then people are going to think that you're an expert. The only way to gain for someone to see you as an expert is for them to respect you. And how do you gain respect? Well, you gain trust and you know what to show and what not to show. How many people here know an agent who you look at their social media and you think, oh my gosh, this person's a train wreck? Yeah. And so from there, authority comes from being the person who isn't afraid to do, be, or say what your audience is afraid of. So what are the things that like you feel uncomfortable about? One of the things that my audience feels uncomfortable about sometimes is showing up on camera like this. So I do it. I have pictures of me like literally like just woken up because it's not about attractiveness. It's not about what you look like. It's not a, that, that's, that's not what this is about. It's about the message. It's about the message. It's about the energy. It's about the confidence. It's not really about anything else. So 
Number one rule to gaining respect is to give it. So if you want someone to respect you, you respect their time. Get to the point. You prioritize readability and consumability of your content. Don't be a live stream time waster. This is so bad in real estate. Here's this new listing that I'm in. Walk around this house with me for 40 minutes. How come four people are only watching? Because you're not actually doing anything of value, right? And so don't you, you want to be able to respect their time because then they're not going to come back. You waste their time, they're not going to come back. Respect their level of consciousness. Don't use big words. It doesn't make you sound smarter. Talk to them in the way that they want to be spoken to. Now, if you're in any of our programs, you know that we use the Hemingway.com. So Hemingway with one M dot com website every single day. We will not read a piece of content from one of our members if it hasn't been run through Hemingway. And we're looking for grade five or less because it needs to be readable. It needs to be easy to consume because first of all, it will increase the number of people who actually consume it. But two, it's also more respectful to your audience. I don't, they don't want to have to spend their time trying to dissect what you're trying to say. Right? So that, there's an element of respect there. It also influences trust. Now, respect their trust. And what I mean by that is claiming to be a leader is a full-time devotion. If you want to be a leader in the online world or in the online space when it comes to real estate, you don't get to show up and then disappear and show up and disappear. You have to be consistent and you, and consistency can be automated, but you have to take this seriously. You can't switch on and off and you have to come at this from an element of integrity. So the desire to have clients coming to you must match the willingness to show up and lead consistently. If you don't show up and lead consistently in your content every single day, you don't deserve to have inbound clients. Now, sometimes like the questions that I get are like, okay, I know that I need to connect emotionally and I know I need to be vulnerable, but what's the difference between being vulnerable and being a train wreck? And so the number one rule that I use on a regular basis is don't talk about your mess until you've cleaned it up. So you can talk about things that you've gone through, but only after you have the lesson. Only after you can provide something of value for your audience to take from it. So vulnerability is having the ability to show up authentically, regardless of who's in your presence. Again, this is not about you fitting into a box. Every single one of you here has your own personality and your own quirks and your own fun and your own sense of humor. And a lot of the time it doesn't come through the screen because you're standing stiffly in front of a camera saying, these are my five tips and tricks to stage your home. And like, that's not compelling content. And so people want to hear, they want the journey. They want to understand what you're going through. They don't want too much theory. They want evidence. And a lot of this comes down to, do you actually have a product that you're selling? And so if you don't have a signature system or you don't have a signature process or you don't have an actual offering that you talk about on a regular basis, then 
It doesn't matter how good the rest of your content is or how good your energy is. People don't know what it is that you actually do. And I sell real estate is not enough anymore. They need to understand what you do, why you do it, what makes you different, and why it like why you feel compelled to have this particular service package, why it matters to you. So when we talk about like being magnetizing, it also comes with this idea of polarity. So the question that I like to kind of ask people is, you know, can you write down 10 things about you or your opinions that are controversial? Are you talking about those things? They don't know. I mean, yes, there's the, you know, the, the rule, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion. But we have people in our programs who are doing hundreds of deals a year and they talk about politics all the time. Right. But it that and that that's a personal that's personal to you if you want to or you don't. But. There are things that you have in your life and viewpoints that you have that are controversial, it, it, it even maybe even just controversial in the real estate space. I have lots of them. And I'm known for them. I'm known for being super opinionated. And I'm also known for being kind of the new version of, you know, I a lot of my messaging is around old versus new. And that's what I'm known for. And so even if I'm teaching something about repeats and referrals, I'm not teaching the same old stuff. I will openly make fun of Popeyes. You know, and that's, it's part of my message. It's part of my brand. It's part of what makes me quote unquote polarizing. And so you have to be able to find the same thing. So there's unconscious attraction and conscious attraction. The unconscious side of it is how you're making people feel. One of the most powerful things that you can do with someone is help them to belief shift. And so if you can help someone see something from a different angle, that will be more memorable than just saying the same things over and over again that other people are saying. The number one thing that you can do to help your content get better is stop consuming content from other agents. Because you will, no matter what, start to sound like them. So an example here, you open this up and see. So this is a, a screenshot that I got from someone four days ago. I wanted to share that even after all of these years, maybe six plus, he was one of the first people to join the Listings Lab. I'm still doing content and still getting organic business. It's allowed my team and business to grow, start new ventures, and really be confident in all the things that we do. I think we did more business this year than last year with 8% interest rates, right? So like, that's really, really important. Now, this drives me mental. Yes, it has 30 likes and 25 comments, but guess who all the comments are from? They're from other agents. This stuff. How many people saw uh, like 100 of these in their feed? Right. So what does it say when they have. When they're seeing the same thing from 10 different agents on their feet on the same day, what does that say about you? It means that you're a copier. 
I will never that like the trends that we see in this content in real estate that are the copy and paste stuff. It makes us look awful. It doesn't matter what the message is. Then we've got lazy content. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. It's the same stuff that is just so. You're trying to make some, you're like this, what, what this reads as, I'm trying to convince you that the interest rates are actually not a problem. And so a lot of this, you know, comes down to, are we actually thinking about who this is for and are we creating good content? But when we're talking about like an offer, your offer, your signature system, your signature process, your service package is something that you should be talking about on a regular basis. And all of your social proof, all of your case studies, all of your testimonials, all of your PR, everything should lead towards the service package. And you should be constantly uplifting or, or showing people how good it really is. So when we're talking about an offer, an offer is not just what you're selling. Because what you're selling is you're selling your service. Real estate agents, you've all heard me say this, real estate agents don't sell real estate. They sell services and they consult on the sale of real estate. So when we're talking about this, it's what makes an offer irresistible. What makes you different than everyone else that's trying to sell the same thing is um, how you deliver it. And so there's an anatomy of an offer and how you talk about it. And I think so often people don't actually explain it particularly well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it, there's features, there's benefits, there's deliverables, there's pricing, and then there's the guide, which is you. And so features. Features are, you know, the specs of it, the specs of the service, what's included, the how, how much support are they going to get, basically the format. Benefits. Benefits are what do you actually get? What's in it for them? What are the results? What are the, what's the emotional impact? Again, a lot of this has to do with psychology. So what's the emotional impact of this? So those are the benefits. Deliverables. What's given to you? What's the tangible stuff? It's the staging. It's the, it, it's, it's the actual like tangible stuff that happens within the deliverables of what it is that you do. Pricing. You should always have tiered pricing. Especially if you're in the States now and you're a buyer's agent. It's coming, guys. Right? And, and I actually think it's a really, really good thing. Because... So yeah, let me just address this quickly because so many people have been asking me like, what's your opinion on this NAR stuff? Well, here's my opinion. My opinion is that it's fantastic because for the last hundred years, Chanel and Walmart have been being paid the same thing. And so if you think about it this way, you just are going to have to build tiered service packages that are highly valuable that solve a specific problem and that are geared towards the level of service that you provide. There will be people that will do this for one point. 
And then there will be people who do it for three. And the people who buy Chanel bags and who pay for service and who go to the spa every week are going to pay the three points. It's like it's the, the audience for these two different offers are going to be two different sets of audiences. And I actually think it's a good thing because there's never been real pricing. And now there is. So that's my two cents. So tiered pricing and then also, and then the guide. So this is basically like you need to be able to actually call out the demand for your particular service and what makes it different. And you need to you need to basically like position yourself as a trailblazer. So if you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, you are not going to stand out. So what makes you different? What makes you a really great solution? And there's a difference here between explaining your services and expressing your services. So explaining is only one way to, you do need to explain. Like you, you know, the explaining will create a certain level of curiosity, but 80% of it is going to be how you express it. How excited you are about it. The, so a lot of this is going to come down to how you create content around this. And this is, this falls into like direct response advertising or direct response copywriting, which is another, a, a whole other, a, a whole other training. But you can do this in a lot of different ways. You can do this direct to camera. So face to camera. You can do this as like a whiteboard. You can physically write on a whiteboard or you can do it just like in an Instagram story with a white background. You can do it as what we call an immersive journey, which is like different imagery with writing on top of it, where you're actually going through the features, the benefits, the deliverables, the pricing, and like, you know, why you created it. You need to have some palette cleansers in there too. Like you can't be promoting constantly. And then like the actual like call to actions. What do you want them to do? It can't be call me anymore. Call me is not a good call to action anymore. People don't call anybody. The only people who call people are real estate agents. So, you know, what do you want them to do? What's the action you want them to take? Do you want them to book a listing appointment? Do you want them to send you a direct message? Do you like what is the next step for you then to like continue the conversation with them? Now, the other thing that I think is going to be really important as you start to kind of build out more content that feels more like you. So yeah, palate cleansers. So a palate cleanser is like a commercial break. So if you're constantly promoting and you're constantly talking about your services, then it, it doesn't feel, it feels like too much. So it's kind of like a commercial break, something fun for you. You're in Florida, a picture of something beautiful, you know, like just something to like break it up, especially, especially in like stories. So it could be a personal story. It could be a lifestyle post. It could be like images and little moments that are easy on the mind. It also will allow you to kind of transition from one topic to another, especially in, a, in, in Instagram stories or Facebook stories. Like sometimes what I'll use as a palette cleanser is because I live right on the beach, I'll literally just like put my camera flat and like take a video of like a wave rolling in. It's like a moment where people are just like, huh, you know, it's like it allows someone to like kind of take a deep breath. But on top of it, it's also very 
in keeping with my brand, which is very lifestyle oriented. Okay, so the other thing that we want to talk about is images, creatives. And I think that so often the people don't realize how important the, these creatives really are. By no means do I want you to go out and get a videographer or hire a personal photographer. Your phone takes phenomenal photos. I think the key here is that you need to start taking more photos. And you need to start taking photos that you'll never post. You want to take photos that you think you look silly in. Because so many of your photos feel so stiff. And that stiffness is 80%. It's that unconscious, like, it's that unconscious piece of content that is keeping people from feeling that connection to you because they, it, they feel the stiffness. They feel the self-preservation. They feel the fear. And your images are showing that. Your pictures are showing that. So like, take photos of yourself. Get your family to take photos of yourself. Try to take photos that have movement in them, right? If you're sitting there and everything is posed, it's going to, like some of it can be, but there's an element of like feeling like everything is just too curated. People want to feel like they're getting to know you and that they feel you and like that there's this element of the behind the scenes that's real. Even if it is super curated. Even if you are like, you know, the whole Instagram versus reality. Like I'm sitting in my guest bedroom because it's the only bedroom that the bed's made. If I showed you my kitchen right now, you'd be like, what's happening in this woman's life? But, you know, it's still this element of like, I can still show you things. And there can, like, you if you go for a walk with your dog, get a cheap tripod. If you've been to any of our events, use the tripod that I've given you. Stick it somewhere and then hit record and walk the other way with your dog. And take a video of you just walking with your dog and then throw some text over it. If th that is better quality content than a super stiff photo of you or something that you've like taken from, some from somewhere else. And it's super simple. You don't have to be, you don't have to become a master video editor. So, but you don't have to be amazing at it. You just literally have to create movement. You have to be able to show yourself in vulnerable situations as well. You have to be not afraid of talking about the things that other people won't talk about. I will get on stage and I will talk about the fact that I've gained 60 pounds. And I will talk about the, the things that will, that make actually probably make other people more uncomfortable than they make me. I will talk about times that I've failed and times that I've made mistakes and, I, and you know, so Lisa, this is a good question. So Lisa's question is, do you talk real estate content over the video of you walking your dog? So there's a million different types of content that you can be sharing here. So, you know, let me give you an example. These are just examples of content. What about your upbringing was weird? 
warm content? What's something that your audience can implement right now? What's the common denominator between yourself and a, you know, what's a pain point that you share with your ideal audience? Now, hot leads, when people are a lot warmer, do you have a case study you can share? X things you should know about my signature system. X ways your life will be different after you work with me. What questions that can you ask to get people thinking about? Because all, all sales is problem solving, right? So what questions can you ask that'll get people thinking about solving their current problems as it relates to a service that you provide, right? Like all of this can be done in a lot of different formats. And so, you know, so this is, these are going to be your, mostly your, your post types. So social proof, lifestyle, personal philosophy, personal story, authority, pains, problems, again, social proof, vision, call to action. Like all of these are different types of content that you should be using on a regular basis. But as we get down into hot leads, these ones are going to be a lot more results driven showing people what it is that you actually can do for your clients. And this is not just listed, just sold content, guys. The just listed, just sold content is lazy billboard content. And that's not what social media is made for. Social media is made for social networking. And basically, like the way that the outside world sees it is either your friends and your family are going to be like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. But your actual ideal clients are like, oh, this person's just bragging about having business. I don't, that feels strange. And it's not actually value because why would they go to your profile to, to look at your listings instead of just going on realtor.com and looking at all of the listings? And if you're only speaking to that top 3%, you're going to have a really hard time warming those leads up. You're going to have a really hard time getting those people to the finish line. And a lot of the time with that kind of just listed, just sold under contract type content, you're going to have a lot of audience churn because you're only relevant to those people every eight and a half years when, they're, when they actually move. You have to give people a reason to follow you the rest of the time. Make sense? Thanks for listening. To talk to our team about how the Listings Lab can help you grow your business, visit thelistingslab.com forward slash apply. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the podcast five stars on iTunes and help us to reach other agents who want to massively scale their business the modern way. And if you want more marketing and scalability strategies for your real estate business in between episodes, then join the Listings Lab Facebook group or follow Jess on Instagram at Jess Nouvelle. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us next week.